You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. Hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub podcast with me, Kedron Elliott, and my co-host... Liz Parkin. How are you doing, Keds? I'm all right. I nearly forgot my name there. <laughs> oh, I've done that before now. <laughs> I called myself by my maiden name a few weeks ago on my business show. Oh, so I should be forgiven for writing the, my first editorial for the Nantwich Buddies under Liz Southall. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long have I been married for? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You were oh. at the wedding. You were a bridesmaid. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's all right. Just a <laughs> Yeah. So, yes, I'm good, thank you. I've actually been and had my uh, vaccination today. Have you? That's mm. good. How come you've got your vaccination? You're not 70. Well, no, not quite. <laughs> not yet. So I had it through North Staff's mind because we got offered by the NHS for any frontline staff in Staffordshire to have their vaccination. Uh, so I was a bit hesitant about it, but I thought, you know, in order to get everybody back to some sort of normality, 80% of us have to have our vaccine. So I braved the needle. I'm feeling all right so far. I am a bit of a wuss when it comes to things like that, but we'll see <laughs> how I feel tomorrow because the lady there, lovely lady there said, you know, take some paracetamol because you might be a bit sore tomorrow. A few people said they've been feeling a bit poorly. Yeah, yeah. Good idea. No, I think they're doing really well. I can't remember what the numbers were of vaccine, but if, you know, they're ploughing through them. And we've got a uh, team in, oh, I can't remember what we've done this week. We've done one day this week and we've got two days next week at the civic with the buddies and um when i did my duty last saturday it was great i had a had a lovely day with um with the buddies and with the the patients coming for their jabs so good atmosphere let's hope it continues but no i think cheshire cheshire our area definitely doing very very well at the moment so how are you doing then liz what have you been up to this week um well i've had a busy work week so my pledge job's been really kind of taking taking a lot of hours so probably more than i'm meant to be doing um we've been running a series of digital workshops for students so i've organized all of those so we've got loads of loads of students learning on how to use various digital software packages and how to um, apply for degree pre- apprenticeships and loads of different things so i've been doing a lot of organizing for that and I'm building a new website for in Nantwich. So, Ooh. yes, not. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's been good. I mean, I'm always I'm always busy, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. Try and give myself a day away from the computer. So I'm ready for that day away from the computer. Well, we had our um, dietary uh, catch up <laughs> last night, didn't we? And <laughs> Joe always asked us. At our the nutritional end. course. That's yeah. right. Our t- nutrition for health course. That's right. Yes. Um, Because we always just say at Slimming World, don't mention a D word. It's a dirty word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you did say at the end of that, because Joe always asked us what we want to achieve for the, the week ahead, doesn't she? About finding some time to relax and take time for yourself, didn't you? So have you yeah. got anything planned? Because I know on our last podcast, we did a bit of a tropic pamper didn't we well I really enjoyed that and actually um I have to admit the talk about uh, what's the word um takes me your own medicine there's me saying to my tropic tropic customers make sure you do a face pack every week da, 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 da. I don't do a face pack every week but I did enjoy last week's face pack so I'm going to do one on Saturday mm-hmm. I've also ordered some new I've just got into this um new nail mineral nail stuff which is like a version of gels but it's a mineral based 
It's called Sistico from Australia and it's absolutely fantastic. I've done I've done two manicures now and I've just treated myself to some manicure bits and bobs. So I'm hoping they're all going to arrive on Saturday. So I'm very much planning a face pack and a, a next my next application of this lovely mineral nail stuff. I wish I could come and visit you because I'd love you to do my nails with it. Yeah, you love this stuff. It's it is superb. I really really enjoy it. And it comes with a little LED light. Um, and then I took some off last night. And I was amazed how easily it, it really does come off. You're not having to soak your fingers in acetone or anything nasty like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting my nails. Um, well, just taking more care of them. I ha- they've actually improved. I don't know what your nails are like, but I, I use the Tropic, um, like a nail oil, and I use it fairly frequently because I stick it here by my computer and I, I massage it in whilst I'm doing Teams calls and things. So over lockdown, my nails have definitely improved, which is great because they used to be really bendy and rubbish. I've not looked after mine. I mean, our dishwasher's broken, so I've got my hands constantly in the sink at the moment, so I need to buy myself some rubber gloves. Um, but, yeah, no, I need. I think I'm going to give myself a manicure as well. I haven't done my nails for a little while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed our, our self-care. Yeah. We'll, have a, we'll have a self-care Zoom again, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Just with a glass of wine and no podcast recording. <laughs> just the one, though. Yeah, just the one, Mrs Wembley. <laughs> So uh, there's a few things going on this week, isn't there? So to actually, um, today, we are just doing our intro today before we introduce our guests, is a Time to Talk Day. Um, Liz, have you heard of Time to Talk Day? No. So it's a campaign that's run by a company called Time to Change, and they're um, campaigning to like break down barriers and myths and stigmas as well around mental health still there is and we've talked about it in our podcast particularly around male mental health I'd say there's still a sort of uh, opinion that men should just get on with it and not talk about their feelings which is a load of rubbish um so they campaign every year it's always the same day 4th of February I think this might actually be the last year that they're doing it unfortunately just to encourage people to have conversations around mental health so last year just before lockdown we um North Staff's Mind had like a little area in the potteries and there is actually a little area in the pottery, several little areas in the pottery shopping center where you can sit and, you know, relax or have a, have a break of coffee in between your um, shopping. So we went there with our banners and we encouraged people to come over and talk to us and find out about the services we run at North Staff's Mind. Um, but it can be anything. So actually this week, cause we're not in the office, I received a little letter with a little card about it being time to talk day, a tea bag, a little sachet of coffee and a biscuit. Oh, how lovely. (laughs) Just to like have conversations around it. Yeah, great idea. So yeah, and it it can be anything. Time uh, time to change website's got loads of ideas about things that you can do, but it can be simple as just talking to your friends, your family, your work colleagues about how you're feeling and just starting those conversations. And we know that it can be difficult to talk about your mental health. I think my cat wants to talk to me about my mental health. She's just meowing. Um, But, you know, you'll be surprised. And I think we've had a few guests on that said when they started talking to people about it, like uh, when Tim, he said once he started talking about it and people asked him why he was raising, raising for money for mind, he said it opened all sorts of conversations with friends yeah, and family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree, definitely. I think I've, that's certainly the feedback I've heard from people over the over the years, really, that have said, you know, I thought I was so alone. And actually, when I stepped right out of my comfort zone and, and started mentioning it to people or maybe just one person, you just realise that, you're not alone at all and people are going through the same slightly different perhaps but sort of can really resonate and, and empathize with you 
Sometimes you feel like when you're going through something like that, you're, that you're the only person that feels like that. And why can everybody get else get on with their lives when you're really struggling to to not? But, you know, you never know what's going on behind somebody's Absolutely. face and life, do you? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. No, it'd be great. Looking forward to introducing our guests right after this. So we've talked a little bit about today's Time to Talk Day, but this week it is also Children's Mental Health Awareness Week as well. So with that in mind, we have actually invited two of my work colleagues, Ryan and Zoe, to talk about the Younger Mind services that we have at North Staff's Mind, and in particular Speak Up Space, which is our instant messaging service for young people across Stoke and Staffordshire. So Ryan and Zoe, hello, nice to welcome you onto the podcast. Hello. Hi there. Thanks for having us on today, by the way. It's, uh, it's been <laughs> First questions first. How would you put up with Kedrin at work? Because oh. <laughs> we don't see her. Yeah. <laughs> How rude, Liz. You have to put up with me working with you. <laughs> I love you, really. <laughs> nice to have you both here. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Nice. Well, What's your role then? Tell us about your roles, each of you. Ryan, go first. Okay, so I'm manager of Speak Up Space, um, and like Kedron's already said, that's a, an instant messaging service for young people under the age of 18 across Stoke-on-Trent, and, and at the minute we're also kind of supporting people across Staffordshire just until March. Um, I set that up two years ago, so on Valentine's Day it's going to be our second birthday. Um, oh. I set, set that up with Zoe, who, who's here with us today as well. So basically, yeah, I manage the service, I, I supervise some of the shifts, I deliver some of the shifts as practitioner, uh, and also kind of spread the word out among schools and things like that. We've got quite a large role there, haven't we? So. Okay. So Zoe, is your role similar or do you take a different part? So I, I manage the Maccas project where we go into schools and raise awareness of mental health and issues surrounding that. Currently, we're obviously delivering everything online. And then we run a drop-in service for 14 to 18-year-olds every other week. But a part of that as well is I supervise some of the shifts on Speak Up Space and we deliver training and things like that together. How long have you guys both been working at North Staff's Mind then? So you mentioned Speak Up Space is going to be two years old. So tell us a little bit about how you came to work for North Staff's. Yeah, so I've, I've just actually kind of finished three years at North Staff's Mind. Um, so the first year I ran a telephone service for young people. Mm-hmm. And that's how kind of Speak Up Space came about. The telephone service wasn't very popular. It seemed to be a medium that kind of young people weren't that comfortable kind of engaging with. Um, my background prior to joining North Staffs was at Childline. So obviously at Childline, they offer the telephone service, but also the, the online chat function as well. So that got me thinking the feedback from the kind of school focus groups and things that we did was to actually see how we could launch a similar service where instead of kind of speaking on the phone where young people might be worried about being overheard or might struggle to kind of develop that relationship with the practitioner, online, I think some people refer to it as it's like talking without talking. So it's very, very private. You can be discreet. You can be sat in the same room as somebody else having a chat about how you're feeling and nobody knows what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it on your phone, nobody questions. You're messing around on your phone. We all do it, don't we? So... uh, so, yeah, that was the inspiration behind that. Um, and it was just a case in that first 12 months of finding out how to achieve it because it's never been done on a local, as far as we're aware, it's not been done on a local level before. So we, we had to do a lot of kind of um, investigation and exploration and find the funds as well. That was something that was really, really tricky. 
but um, maybe we can talk about that a bit later. But um, we got supported by Kelly's Legacy, a local kind of charity um, who fundraised for us and paid for the original website. And that allowed us to kind of house the instant messaging service on the website itself. How many um, young people do you have accessing your service, would you say, on a sort of weekly basis, monthly basis? It depends what we, we found in the past, because it's all about promotion. So the more you promote, the, obviously, the more people kind of find the way to the service. On an average shift, we're working with one practitioner. So in three hours, we'll chat to three or four young people. But currently, uh, from December up until the end of March, we're also offering a daytime service. So all our services are normally operate in an evening. There's no appointment, there's no referral. Young people just come through and use us as and when they need to. We're now kind of, ex- we've expanded into Staffordshire um, just until March. And the idea is during the day, particularly now where kids are home learning and they may be kind of in lockdown, not at school, um, they get access to us. Monday to Thursday, it's half nine till half two. On a Friday, it's half nine till half 12. Mm-hmm. And we've had a really big uptake with that. So again, there's only one person working each day but kind of we can offer maybe six or seven kind of sessions with young people. They do need to pre-book that on the website, but, but it's funnily enough, not only has the traffic increased during the day, but the level of, I don't know if I should be sharing this, but the level of risk has, has increased during the day. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that represents just how difficult young people are finding this being at home. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has been at home with things to do. You know what I mean? Maybe no one's got enough time for each other, but you're feeling the stress of kind of getting on with the home learning, but you know you can't get out of that situation. Yeah, it's quite difficult at the moment, I think. Do you think there's a difference in this this current lockdown that we're in? We'll call this lockdown three, shall we? Compared to the first one and then the sort of the mini one in November, this it seems very different generally. Would you say that? Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, funnily enough, Zoe and I, we had kind of a little... Um, kind of team meeting today so we got the practitioners in and the other supervisors and we were all sharing that kind of similar experience that maybe lockdown one there was quite there was part of big chunks of that that I quite enjoyed and I think other people did as well it's quite novel and you know you you, I felt like I exercised more I did all that the weather Mm. exactly the weather was fantastic Mm. wasn't it then lockdown two we kind of I don't know if you felt the same but it was almost as though we knew it wasn't going to last very long yeah the kind of the Christmas, the promise of mm. we're doing this so that we can open up Christmas. We kind of felt like it was only going to be a few weeks. Whereas this time round, when's mm. it going to end? And it's the, and that's the thing that a lot of people are struggling with, I think. And I think from a school point of view, schools seem to be more on, on it, on the ball. But so whereas before they were like, yeah, yeah, do what you can, do what you can. You know, we've got friends, haven't we, kids, that have got some pretty horrific teaching plans that their kids mm. have got to do and you know, I don't think I could even complete the homework they've been given yes <laughs> it's a homework for her five-year-old and her seven-year-old and we're like oh uh <laughs> and you know three children and a husband all online all in in the same house not able to go out um you know crikey you can see just a snapshot of, of how much this lockdown is affecting people far more negatively and we we like personally we both have got that experience we've both got children i've got 11 and a nine year old the 11 year old sits on his computer all day because that's how all of his lessons are delivered yeah the nine year old has got more structure which is nice in some yeah. ways but then like you say there's a lot more pressure and it's definitely kind of what we're getting from young people is there's just so much stress and so much pressure and i've got to get this done and i've got to send photos of this and i've got to do this and there isn't yeah. it doesn't feel like there's a bit of a balance between yeah. having that structure 
but actually also looking after yourself. And I think that's massively different this time alongside the weather. You can't just go out for a walk in the sunshine. You can't just sit out in the garden. Mm-hmm. It's, it's miserable, isn't it? But it seems like whoever we come in contact with has got a really similar experience. There was a mixture in the meeting, wasn't there, I, of people who've got children, people who haven't got yeah. children, people who are still going into the office, people, and everybody kind of had that that very same feeling of mm. this is so much worse than the prior lockdowns yeah yeah absolutely just picking up on what you said as well in terms of that structure I mean using your son your eldest as a, an example so he might have the kind of the teams all day but from what you say his camera's off so he's got no connection yeah. with anyone he's just absolutely he's not kind of interacting yeah. with anyone and as a result I don't think there's any support there it's, there's no it, it's kind of he is just sat in front of a screen all day. That's yeah, there's no mic, yeah. no, no camera. Interesting that you say cameras off within the school setting because you see, I my my other job, my day job, is working with the Cheshire Warrington LEP, and we do a lot of work with high school students and careers. So loads of stuff we've done throughout lockdown and we've just released a whole series of, of activities, and I'm I'm leading on a few of them. And the students don't put their cameras on. Yes, they're told they're not meant to. And we've had this whole big sort of talk about GDPR and all that. But a few of our workshops are very specifically, you do need your cameras on. We're teaching you how to have an interview on Zoom when you go to college, when you go to university, when you get a job. So you need to have your camera on. Only like one out of the whole group was happy to put his camera on. And I just think that is, you know, that how are you going to build rapport? How are you going to have that relationship with your friends? I know my, my nephew, he's got um, a WhatsApp chat going on on the side and you know, some kids have got a house party on the side. I think, thank heavens for that. They are actually doing something. But there's a whole cohort of students that are doing that or maybe haven't got the luxury of that extra device or that bit of broadband to help them with that. So, I'm, yeah, it's a real shame that, that kids aren't able to, to go on camera, definitely. Before it's we get further into these conversations, with some great conversations, don't want Zoe to be left out. So, Zoe, can we ask you a little bit about your career path and working at North Staff's Mind? So I started at North Staff's Mind six years ago, maybe seven years ago, and I started off as a placement counsellor. So I was studying at university and I came to North Staff's Mind to get my kind of voluntary hours in with the clients that I needed to pass my course. From then I qualified and I stayed on as a volunteer counsellor and I did kind of a little bit of everything. So enough jobs that meant I could carry on doing my counselling until something else came along. So I then did a little bit of admin. Um, I did everything, all sorts. And then three years ago this year, it'll be, I got the job as managing the Maccas project. Mm-hmm. Then obviously Rye came on board at a similar sort of time and we started Speak Up Space together. And then I, I managed Maccas project and I supervise um speak up space as well so it's kind of it's really varied so Ryan and I do some training as well together so we've trained all the staff for our projects but we also have done some training with other local organizations who are maybe thinking about starting up their own instant messaging service mm-hmm. so it is it's just really varied it is isn't it I mean I, I, not, I didn't know that about yourself because that's obviously how I ended up at North Staff's Mind joining as a volunteer counsellor and then you kind of get jobs in fundraising or admin and all sorts <laughs> yeah. of stuff so you all do a little bit. I think I did five jobs at one point all a couple <laughs> of hours each just to make up enough hours so I could carry on doing the counselling and obviously my children are, are little and well they were little and they've kind of grown up and it allows me to to kind of fit work and family life kind of around around each other. 
tell us a little bit more about sort of Speak Up Space and the Maccas project then, like what kind of services it is and how people can access them and all that kind of good stuff. So Maccas project, we predominantly go into schools and we deliver workshops from year five right up into sixth form and beyond. Schools generally get in touch with us and say they like to book a workshop in. All of our workshops are free. Um, we do whole class workshops. We do smaller class workshops. Um, we were doing an exam stress workshop for year 11s, ironically, as part of the winter wellness. However, obviously, with with exams being changed and you know potentially cancelled and replaced with something else, we're now doing a workshop that's all about coping with change with a particular focus around exams, but everything's delivered online. So we've kind of had to revamp all of our workshops and work out how that's actually going to work being delivered online. Yeah. Then we've got Macazone, which is a drop-in service, which originally was a face-to-face drop-in service. And originally we didn't run that online for lots of safeguarding reasons, a little bit like you were saying earlier on of, do they have the cameras on, don't they have the cameras on, how are we going to safeguard people? However, it's been running by Zoom since June and actually they all really, really benefit from it. They're desperate to get back to face-to-face, but they're like, this is the only place where they connect with each other, all of them have the cameras on, there's no issue with anybody kind of being open and we just we did it through contracting and how can we keep you safe how can we maintain confidentiality mm-hmm. so that's how mac is, is kind of transferred to this platform it was originally set up in memory of a young man um whose nickname was Maccas, which is why obviously the project's called Mac's about project. that, yeah he sadly took his own life but he, back in 2012 instead of the family kind of Obviously, they grieved, but they turned it into a positive and they raised lots and lots of money. The family is still quite involved with the project and they wanted to raise awareness because they traced it back to, you know, Maccas or Tom. Um, he had problems from kind of perhaps year eight, but it was put down to just being a teenager. Whereas actually, had he have had those workshops, had we have kind of raised awareness, signposted, would he have got to where he was at age 19? So that's kind of how the Maccas project came to came to exist. and just grown and grown from there yeah is the Macca's project just for young young males or is it for young children in general so initially it was started off with the focus being of young males Mm. however what we found out is when you have a group of young males together it's quite hard to get everybody to talk or it feels a little bit like you're almost that stigma's there so whilst we still have a focus of young males um, and male mental health generally because it isn't as widely talked about the focus is about young people and then helping all of the young people the idea is then that obviously young males and young females as well get that information just in a different way mm-hmm. and going into schools that was your your initial kind of format have you been able to do that through lockdown or have the students accessed it outside of school time so in lockdown one we couldn't do anything because i think it was that nobody was really set up for delivering workshops remotely it was yeah. a very very kind of or we can't do that, even from our point of view. Then obviously in September time when schools went back, school some schools were actually happy to have us in. So we were going into schools, obviously there was lots more risk assessments done on how we kept everybody safe. Mm-hmm. We kept just one school to one day rather than maybe going into two different schools. Um, however, in lockdown three, what we found is we are actually more able to deliver stuff online because we've got the experience, we understand it, but mm-hmm. schools are far more open to actually, yes, can you come and deliver this on Teams? Can you come and deliver this on Zoom? So once we've now changed the workshops from, I would say, in the last couple of weeks, we have had lots of schools booking in. So we, I know we've got two 
kind of foolish days of workshops every week now up until the end of February because schools have gone actually this does work yes people can still get help right and am I right I think you only cover the the staff's area and start you don't come into Cheshire we don't actually come into Cheshire but there has been that conversation actually of now we can deliver stuff remotely why couldn't we go into Cheshire? Because renownedly Stafford has been not an issue as such, but you've obviously got to account for that travelling time in with delivering yeah. the workshops. Yeah. So that's been a bit of a barrier before. Yeah. Whereas now, actually, we could deliver to anywhere because you yeah, can yeah. all from your home and you don't have to even take in that travel time. Yeah, I could definitely think of some high schools I work with, particularly in the crew area, that possibly would be interested don't I don't know whether there's something similar in Cheshire but um might be worth worth a conversation yeah looking into definitely it. we yeah. have heard prior to this there's very little support in Cheshire there's very little in Stafford area as well but kind of outside of the area there doesn't seem to be many other projects or help available for young people yeah the, the two different ones speak up um space and and the Maccas project how how do you differentiate them sort of in a nutshell for people I think the reason they work so well together is the Maccas project goes into school. So we have that captive audience to then signpost people to speak up space. So we'll deliver our workshop. We'll talk about signs, symptoms, all that, that information about mental health. And at the end, we'll also then talk about speak up space because it's available seven nights a week. Actually, if anything's really bothering you and don't feel like you can talk to anybody in school, this is available tonight so yeah, we, yeah. we notice right I think you'll agree with me when we've delivered workshops there's a spike in young people accessing the service mm-hmm. absolutely kind of workshops and assemblies it's a really good kind of funnel yeah. into our and, and raising that awareness and, and like Zoe's just pointed out it is the fact that we're seven days a week but there's no referral there's no waiting list mm. you know you use it as and when you need some young people might use it once and that's enough Mm. You get other young people that will come through for kind of a few nights a week for several months, do you know what I mean? And just get that ongoing support so mm. we've worked through whatever issue they're experiencing at that time. And we always kind of promote it on the back of, uh, they can talk about anything that's, that's important to them. A lot of services talk about if you've got a problem or if you've got an issue, come and chat to us we kind of wrap it up differently. So it's anything that's important to you. It doesn't, other people might not see it as being something significant, but if it's on your mind, come and share yeah. it. And see if there's any way that we can kind of help you think about it in a different way, or maybe signpost you somewhere that can offer more kind of specific support for you. I was going to ask you that signposting and, and it, is it an anonymous service? Do you, so yeah. how would you signpost a student, a young person that might present a crisis or a, a, a challenge? So again, it's, it's like, and again, this comes back to my background in Childline. So if a young person comes through to the service, we would generally say if, the, if they are in crisis and they're engaging with the service, it is because actually they might be kind of struggling with the thought of reaching out for help, but they do actually want the support. So generally, we've, we're quite fortunate in terms of that speak up space. We've never, we don't really attract those in that immediate crisis point. They might be getting close there but mm-hmm. we can kind of support them. We'll encourage them to come back. We can tell them about the other kind of offers that are available to them in the moment. If they were in crisis in that moment, then we would work with them to try and get them that immediate support. So again, mm. my history at Charline, that happens quite regularly at Charline. I'm back there, actually. I work there kind of sessionally at the minute as well. So um, at Charline, they do get kind of young people in crisis on a daily basis. Um, 
And what you find now is kind of over 90% of the time, they're happy to ultimately share those details that will allow you to get that support to them. If not, there are ways that we can kind of find that support for them, but um, that's something that we'd explore with the young person in that moment. Okay. Mm. There's a couple of things that you said there, because we were talking about young people getting support in Cheshire. So next week, we've actually got um, somebody from Vision coming in. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I know that they offer services to, to young people. I'm not sure if they've got an instant messaging service or not, but that might be something we can explore. But also, we found that when we've been talking to various people from mental health charities, for example, we had um, a chap on from Crew Samaritans. There's still this uh, sort of image that people only access things like Samaritans or an instant message chat line when they're in that crisis or when they're suicidal. But it shouldn't be that way. You know, if you're starting to feel like this, trying to speak to somebody or get that help before you get further down the line is really important. So going back to the very start with Speak Up Space, when we were looking for that kind of fundraising, um, Kelly's legacy, that was the thing that kind of brought them, brought us to their attention was the fact that obviously um, their daughter took her own life. So Kelly, Kelly Bundred took her own life and they wanted to kind of make that difference. Now Kelly had, had experienced kind of mental health difficulties for long periods throughout her life. Mm. And their kind of one wish, I suppose, was that people could feel able to reach out at an earlier stage, do you know what I mean? Instead of that cumulative effect of feeling like that for long periods of time. And so that early intervention kind of basis of speak up spaces, don't wait until it gets really, really big. You know, if it, if it could just be, when we go into and do assemblies, we often kind of share, maybe you've fallen out with your friends and it's just been one crossword that day, but it's bothered you. It's, it's kind of stuck with you. That's the time to actually get in touch and say, this happened today and I feel this way. And hopefully we can help support them to actually, I don't know, make a difference in that situation or at least help them understand how they feel about that situation and what they would like to do about it. Mm. Um, what kind of things are going on at Speak Up Space at the moment? You're coming up to your two-year anniversary. What's going on? And also, how can people find you? Where are you on, online to get in touch? Okay, so, the, so all of our services, because it's not just the instant messaging service, the website that, that kind of houses the instant messaging service has lots of self-help resources on there as well. So that's uh, www.speakupspace.com org.uk. Um, so on there, you'll get access to those resources. There are some kind of signposting things there as well. So there's other services that don't aren't, aren't kind of belonging to North Staff's Mind. They're, they're just across Stoke-on-Trent and Staffordshire, so you can get signposting to them. But when the service is open, so the opening times are on there, there'll be a little speech bubble on the homepage. You click on that, and it basically, it'll ask you for your nickname, your um age and the town that you're from if you give us that information then you'll just come through to chat you'll join a queue hopefully the, the queues aren't that big um, most of the time you'll get straight through um, and then you just basically have a chat it lasts as long or as little as as you feel it, it needs to and just to say Ra, we only collect that information just so we can see who's what sort of age groups accessing the service mm -hmm. if there's a particular area and actually if we can promote it in an area isn't isn't accessing or maybe doesn't know about speak up space so we don't that's the only reason we collect that sort of information yeah we ask a few questions at the end but again they're optional so at the end of every chat we're asking for kind of the young person's gender we're asking for their ethnicity 
And again, it's just to make sure that we're supporting as many people in the community as we can. It's not, we're not kind of using our information to identify anyone. It's more about making sure that the support's there for as many different people as, as it can be. Have you got and plans to extend the opening hours of the, the chat? Is it just evenings at the moment, you say? Does it cover weekends? It's, it's, yeah, it's evenings. So it's seven evenings a week. Um, so that's Monday all the way through Sunday. And then until the 31st of March, we're doing Monday to Friday during the day. So during that school day. Um, but that is by um, an appointment service. So again, you go on the website, there's a link to the daytime service and you can just pre-book an appointment slot. It's just to make sure that you're not kind of leaving your lessons because some people are still in school, obviously. So yeah. For home learning. It's making sure you're not leaving the lesson and finding out there's no one to talk to because you're in a yeah. queue. And then something else that Kedron just kind of suggested earlier we are running a competition at the minute because we're turning um two so the service is turning two on valentine's day and we're running previously we've kind of gone into schools and kind of marked that and we've done some artwork with kind of lots of students and things to kind of celebrate celebrate those milestones this year what we're asking is if young people would like to design a social media post just to mark that second birthday um Again, we, there's, a, there's a post on our Instagram and Facebook feeds at the minute, so you can go in and find out more information about that. But basically, direct message your, um, your design to us, and the winner will be kind of sharing that on, uh, on Valentine's Day to mark the birthday. We'll put all these details in our show notes, guys, so people can come and find you. Now, I know you guys have got to go on shift at four o'clock, and Liz has got another meeting to go to. So um, I want to ask you both, if you've got some tips about uh what you can do for better mental health and also what what makes you guys happy who wants to go first <laughs> oh, don't look so 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 reluctant there. <laughs> i think no, we go first <laughs> let's start with the tips for, for kind of positive mental health because we've got ones that we suggest we've also got ones that young people have shared with us that we then can share with other young people I think the big thing for young people at the minute is leave the house at some point during the day. Don't sit there all day and all night. Yeah. Go for a 10 minute walk. Go and stand out in the garden. Just get yourself out of the house for a little bit. Obviously, not we're not advising you to break restrictions, but at least leave the house and get a little bit of exercise, get a little bit of fresh air. I think that's like the top tip. Because lots of young people we're speaking to just aren't getting out mm. of the house. Mm. Yeah, one, of, one of the other things as well goes without saying is if you can try and stay connected with other people and that might be kind of that might be a phone call it might be a video call it might just kind of be kind of neighbors over the fence I know it sounds daft but just stay mm -hmm. connected with people and mm -hmm. um, try not to keep yourself isolated and kind of in the house too much and if you are struggling then speak to somebody that you trust text somebody that you trust Obviously, you can come and speak to us at, at Speak Up Space, but just talk to somebody. Don't wait, like we were saying earlier on, don't wait until it gets huge and you feel like you can't cope anymore. Mm -hmm. Speak to somebody and say, actually, I'm finding things a bit difficult. If it's your friend, you might be quite surprised that they then say, actually, I'm really struggling as well. So in talking, you could be helping somebody else as well. Mm, absolutely. And then and then be kind to yourself. I mean, at least once per day, do something that you really enjoy doing. And it might be something as easy as kind of watching your favorite TV program or listening to music, gaming, anything like that, something that actually you enjoy doing. And maybe you forget those other things that happen in the world for that half an hour, but just make sure at least once a day, you try and connect with something that you really enjoy. And something we're finding as well is kind of limit or choose 
how much of the news or how much you, you see about the pandemic on social media because too much information can be just as harmful as not enough information. So decide what's right for you and then try and stick to it because we do find if people are having lots and lots of it, well, I've watched the news and I've seen this on social media and I've, I've read about this, it can then become overwhelming because there's lots of stuff out there that's exaggerated or sensationalised to so kind of limit that into Yeah, especially for children. I was really taken aback, first of all, by my nephews who had similar age to your children, Zoe, and how much they had picked up in the first lockdown as to what was going on. But then it really struck me, my friend's little girl is five and she sent me this video of her um, sitting at her desk, at her mum's desk, and she was she was writing something out. Who what are you what are you up to? What are you up to? And she asked how to spell. Um, oh, I can't remember what word it was. Anyway, when she investigated what she was doing, she was writing one of Boris's speeches for him. She was <laughs> about the the pandemic, and you must get vaccinated. And now let's look at our our signs. And and thank you, Matt. And let's take a message a question now from our our audience. You know, she's five wow. years old, and she's picked up all this stuff. And I was like. Oh, crikey. That was quite shocking for me to to realise we're not shielding our kids. We just can't shield them from this. Do you think that a a five-year-old does actually write Boris's speeches? Because that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. (laughs) But it just shows, doesn't it? And that's a five-year-old. So how much are the older children that have access to more information actually taking on board? Yeah, absolutely. And And stay hydrated is is a big one, isn't it, right? (laughs) Sleep as well, and it's, it's, it's something that a lot of us kind of struggle with, but sleep, try and make sure you kind of getting enough sleep on a daily basis because that really impacts the way you feel mm. and, and the way you approach things as well. Loads of tips. tips. I mean, you guys post uh, on your Instagram channels and Facebook channels daily tips, don't you, for better mental health? Yeah, we try and do that self-care stuff, don't we? So mm-hmm. both both on speak up and on Maccas, you know. So absolutely. And just that little thing each day that reminds you to like Rice said, just be kind to yourself today. Think of something positive. Yeah. Just those really small things that you can do easily that you might have forgotten about. So go on, guys. What do you guys do to make yourselves happy and do a bit of self-care? The <laughs> thing that kind of I've really got into since I was kind of doing it prior to the first lockdown, but it's the one thing that's kind of continued throughout lockdown is I've taken up karate. I've taken up karate with both my kids. Uh Um, And so it's something that we do as a kind of threesome. And we kind of, we're going for a grading this weekend, actually. So even during lockdown, we'll have done kind of two gradings. So we've gone up two belts and everything. So it's really good, A, to do something together, B, to feel like you're still achieving something. But then again, you've got the kind of fitness side of things. It keeps your mind occupied, kind of trying to remember all the kind of catters and all those kinds of things. And it's been a really, really good escape, I suppose. And it feels normal because I'm doing a Zoom class maybe three times a week. So again, you connect with all those people in your living room. And it's just been good to carry carry on with something, I think. Did you actually start the karate through Zoom uh, in lockdown or were you doing it previous? I started the karate in October prior to the first lockdown. So right. it was something I had a little introduction to. Yeah. But yeah, it's Ooh. kind of, I've done more karate as a result of being in lockdown yeah. than I could have achieved without it because getting to class, particularly working on an evening service, yeah. during the, getting to classes was impossible. But during lockdown on Zoom, I can fit them in before shift starts. And yeah. again, the kids are there as well. It's How great. nice for your children to be involved with that as well. That's lovely. Lovely. Great. Zoe, what about you? What makes you happy? See, mine's not so good as Rise. 
So I, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, I love going for a Costa. So on a Sunday, when I, I pick me... Gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, quiet gin and tonic in your garden yeah. shed when no one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> when I like, when I go and pick me click and collect shopping up, I uh, then go through the drive-thru, I get a Costa with my mum, because my mum can't leave the house. Well, she can't go any, in any shops because she's clinically extremely vulnerable. We sit on Costa car park and we have a little Costa together because we're in a support bubble. Um, and then I go and drop her off and it's, it's a massive treat. But I've actually had um, like a hot chocolate maker from Hotel Chocolate for Christmas so I can have a hot chocolate um, in the house. So it's something I try and do at least once a day. So I just do Excellent. something that's a bit nice in between yeah. school work and work. Otherwise, it all just mingles into one. Brilliant. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think you should put yourself down and say it's not as good as Rise because everybody does something different. You're still spending it with your family, with your mum. So I think that's great. Thanks. <laughs> I just so, uh, at the end here as well, just so people can find out again where they can get hold of you. What's the website again? So it's www.speakupspace.org.uk. And if anybody wants to follow us on social media, we've got Facebook and Instagram pages for Speak Up Space and the Maccas Project. On Facebook, Speak Up Space is quite literally Speak Up Space yeah. and the Maccas Project is the same. It's just the Maccas Project and you'll find all of the information of where to find us and our social media posts on there as well. How do you spell Maccas? M-A-C-C-A-S. Right, got it. Okay, brilliant stuff. Thank you very much indeed, guys, for coming on. It's been really great to meet you and, uh, yeah, hear from you Thank again. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Very welcome. All right. Thank you very much. We'll wrap that up for today, Liz. Indeed. It's a wrap. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy.